Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Okay. Welcome, welcome you, baby, to Porch Talk. We were just coming back from Kaneka Dog World. Oh, hell yeah. Kaneka, the sausage. Yeah. The only sausage there should be. And that's also the shape of the earth. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's the only thing that makes sense. Because like we were talking about, man, there's got to be flat spots. There's got to be flat spots. There's got to be flat spots. And think about it. Sometimes it seems like the days last, like the sunshine lasts a little longer than the day, you know? Hmm. That you're on the long side of the hot dog at that point. <laughs> you're on the wrong side of the hot dog. You're on the long side of the hot dog right So there. That's how I explain eclipses. It has nothing to do with the moon. No, fuck no. It just depends on which the side moon, of the hot dog you're on. The moon in hot dog world is a reflection. Yeah, well, it's not but it, But it's round because it's always on the tip. And that's what she said. Just the tip. We got Big John here with us. What it, what it do? What it do? What it do? This is a, a recap from uh, Porch Fest 23. 23, dude. <laughs> I had people asking me, they're like, so is this the 23rd one? I'm like, why not? <laughs> it's the 23rd year. <laughs> it's the 23rd year of our Lord. That's it. That's why. Uh, I don't know. We could call it Porch Talk 5. I think it's just cooler to go with the year. Yeah, whatever, yeah. It's you know, just whatever it is, man. It's porch fault. Porch fault. So the running joke is always like, uh, I hope you enjoy it because I'm not doing it again. Yeah, hope you enjoyed it because I ain't doing it again. <laughs> so uh, <coughs> I already talked to Monson, and we were talking about it. Uh, I think I think everybody's well pleased. I demand peanuts. Peanuts. I will not perform oh boy. next year if there are no peanuts. This is his rider. It's peanuts. Peanuts and pineapple. Peanuts and pineapple. But yeah, no, dude. Porch Fest was a huge success this go around, man. Huge success. Everybody was happy. Everybody happy. Looked like everybody was having a great time. Except the music was good, and there was that one. There's always that that yep. one that has to come around and sprinkle a little shit on everything. Always she, uh, that one. Relieved herself. She pissed in the hallway, people. Pissed in 
not in the bathroom. In the hallway leading to the bathroom. It, where people were standing to wait to go to the bathroom. Just let it rip. She's a Columbus local. I'm not going to say any names. But then uh, tried to pick a fight with the sweetest person. Sweetest person on the planet. Doesn't even <laughs> hardly speak. And if she does, it's nice. It's never anything mm-hmm. not nice. And this lady tried to pick a fight with her. After she pissed in the floor. But other than that. Yeah, no, it's fucking smooth, man. Smooth as silk. And we took care of that, okay? Yeah, Shout no, out to uh, Lance quick. and Mark took care of it. Yeah, they got handled real quick. You know, and that's just the thing, man. When you got people drinking, you don't know what they're doing outside of there. That's a fact. And you can't, you can't, if you got somebody that's, you know, visibly intoxicated... You can't serve them no more, so what's the point of them being there? They're going to cause fucking trouble. Right, because they're going to be upset. Yeah. I, and I'll tell you, dude, like, I might start trying to do some stand-up. I mean, that's why I, sh- I share that story, not to, you know, put it on bl- I thought it was funny, like, of all the things that could have happened, at least it's kind of funny. Yeah, no, I mean, this is Columbus. Like, it's kind of, it was kind of stinkerish. Somebody could have shit on the coats. <laughs> yeah, that could have happened. Could have happened. I mean... It didn't. You could have... I mean, there were no fights. Other than that, there were no disagreements. Yeah, nobody argued. It was was a true festival, man. True festival. Everybody was having a good time. Had cool art. Cool art was there. Great music. Great music, dude. Great comedy, dude. Shout out to you. Yeah, I mean, you know, I do what I can. Alec did a fantastic job. I was real... I was real pleased with his set. I hope to hear... I I hope he sticks with it and does more, man. I really do. Hell, I hope I stick with it and do more. Yeah. I appreciate uh, Alec taking me up on that. Yeah, no, I think it. I think it added a whole new avenue to Porch. I mean, him and Virgil. Oh, good. Zadix. Zadix. That, that was incredible. His son was so incredible. I, I it blew me away. And my daughter was there. She was just watching him go nuts, and she's like, "Did he make this music, Dad?" I'm like, "Yeah, baby. I'm pretty sure he made all this." Yeah. And she's like, "That's cool." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> you know. Doing a little ASMR for y'all, but yeah, yeah, that was. Um, it was. It was when he when he stepped up there to do it. That was. I think I had six people ask me, "Did he make that?" Yeah, yeah, that's Virgil. That's cool. That, that little he's kid a talented cool, young man. man. He is a talented, talented young man. Yeah. How old is he though? Like ten, eleven? I think eleven. Maybe twelve. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, he's, so shout out to you, my man. Yeah, you did the thing, buddy. You didn't even give a shit. Neither he was out there doing your thing. Yeah, and I, you, that is commendable in itself to be that young, and dude. Whether out there and, Friday night went great. Yeah, we had uh, Maid Marion. He opened up. Uh, then we had Kai and the Heretics. That drone rock, dude. That was very unique. I bet that was cool. Yeah. And then we had Hand Truck. Hand Truck. Yeah. Right. yeah, so that was that was Handbag, Vienna Hope, and Bo Jeffries. And then at the end of the night, like, uh, me and Ham jammed, and me and Bo jammed a little bit. Did y'all do a big jam Saturday night? I had the kids. So we I did. Had to leave before it was out. We did a big jam there at the end with whoever. Whoever wanted to jam. Yeah. We did. That's really cool, too. Kind of like the van the jam. Mm-hmm. Or jam in the van kind of thing. That's the way every, every one of them's ended. Yeah, that's, that's always cool. Get all the musicians up there to just fucking jam it out together. Yeah. Everybody flailing along. So we had uh, we had crawfish. Crawfish were amazing. They were good. Tender. And uh, <clears throat> shout out to you, BG. 
BJ, thank you for cooking them. Yeah, they were they were phenomenal, really. So, at 180 pounds, we set uh, records for most pizzas and beer sold. So, uh, thank y'all for being hungry and thirsty. Yeah, it was a lot of fun too, man. God, dog, it was a lot of fun. Like, that is one thing I'll say. Like, a lot of people who showed up, I figured we would have like you know people kind of come and go. Pretty good retention. It was it was a calm, and you know you had a few come and go. But everybody I saw was pretty much there all day. I mean, it was good shows, inside yeah. and out. Yeah. Shout out to, you know, Maggie Coon, Milky White, yeah, uh, Inside man. Stage, Roof, etc. Uh, Braden, yeah. Fire Camino, Taylor Hollinsworth. I'm just throwing some names at you, Braden. Same thing. I said that uh, Mississippi Mason played a, a short uh, set with Braden. Uh, Stiff Tones, once again. Yeah, played Jamming Out. Groove Johnson. Shout out to Matt and Phillip. We had uh, Gordon... Uh, he sat in with us. Yeah, I saw that. That was cool. And Hunter Myers. Hunter came Local in. favorite. Hunter came in and played some tunes. He did that hip-hop tune he has, too. I think it's called 21 or something. I like it. Yeah, that's fun. So, uh, I don't... I don't want to leave anybody out. Uh, John Keys. John Keys killed it. Uh, Very unique. Like a lot of these performers were very unique in what they bring to the table. And the girl on the ukulele there at the end Saturday night. Kid Pixie. Kid Pixie. She did a great job. Yeah. And if, I don't think I forgot anybody. I think that was, that was about. Pretty much it, yeah. That was it. I had a shout out to Johnny Havard, comedian, couldn't make it. Yeah, the thing, uh, I think we should really push, you know, like you do open mic there at Munson Brothers. I think we should yeah. push for more more comedy, man. I'll, I'll help you out. I'll I mean, some, come on. I mean, it's an open mic. You I know, it's, jokes. it's not a singer-songwriter or not. It's open mic. So, man, if you, if anybody wanted to come read poetry, I mean, come do it. Come we do it, do it. We do it every second Thursday. But so I, You know, I think doing, like, we kind of done it a little bit. Like, I did it a little stand-up at Hunter's show at Munson's. and Yeah. You know, just kind of opening shows with that, I think that would be cool. I mean, you've opened for me a couple times. Yeah, you know, I think that stuff's cool. Yeah, it and, is. And uh, I don't know, I think we should get into more of that kind of stuff. That would give people another avenue to create. Yeah. And that, a chance, you know. It's a big push, man. I'm here for it. I like it. You know, I tried to do it at another place in town a few years ago, but COVID, Dude, COVID hit that in the head. Come out this Thursday to Tupelo if you ain't working. I'm not working Thursday. Right with me, Tupelo. Yeah, I might be. What time you head out? I'll probably be coming through here at like five thirty or six. Okay. Yeah, I make that. So. Hell yeah. I'll let you open for me. Hunter usually like it's either I usually go close toward the end. So. Yeah. So we'll be there all night, which is fine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, man. Yeah, man. So, Porch Fest, super killer time. Then we had some crow we were fed. Crow? You know, from uh, the little the little police officer chick from out there in Tennessee. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm not going to eat any crow about it, but... Dude. There was a... There has... It has come out now that if you guys remember the Megan girl from the little police station outside of Nashville, I can't remember I can't remember the name or the town or her last name. Anyway. I I keep wanting to say Manchester, but that's not it. it. Is, but it was around that. Manchester, yeah. yeah, it's really close to Manchester. Um 
anyway, she had got found out for sleeping with pretty much the entire police squad and having wild sex parties. And and the way that the information was presented is like she was doing it like she was into Willingly. It. She's yeah. like, come on, get this snatchy. Yeah. Scratch and sniff, buddy. And... I mean, what a funny profession to be doing that. And that was kind of the joke. That that was the whole thing. <coughs> Holy shit, police officers are acting, police officers going wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was the whole thing about it. And they played it off. The whole force played it off to where she was the bad guy. Like, she was the antagonist. She was the one bringing all this on. It turns out. Turns out. That is not the case. They pretty much sex trafficked this girl, basically. Yeah. They pretty much passed her around. She was, ba- yeah, he'll, a- yeah. Anybody and everybody. And now. Made her like, do it. And because of the internet. And I was yeah. in on the meme shit. Yeah, now, hell yeah. It was I, a good time. Slut shaming. Fuck yeah, I was all on it. And turns out. Turns wrong. out we were wrong. Semi Sandy Hook. You say in semi Sandy Hook. This is a little bit lighter on the load. A little lighter though. A little bit lighter load. Ha. Nobody. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nobody was. Uh, nobody was. Uh, well, you know, possibly could never get a job again. There's that. Yeah, there's that one. Yeah. That well. That does kind of suck when you're canceled all the way through. Well, I'm pretty sure, man. What do you think on that? Like. Take like a Alex Jones who's still not allowed on Twitter. Like, is should there be a path to redemption, or is there? Can you go too far? I don't know. Since it's you know we have freedom of speech, I don't know that there is a too far. So there's, there's no limit. Unacceptable. Okay. I think they're socially unacceptable. Would you like to say some of those words though? No, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good on the socially unacceptable word, but I don't think they're too far, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm just joking with you. I mean, you know, First Amendment goes a long way. I have the right to say whatever the hell I want to. Yeah. But the, the other side of the coin is, like, you also get to bear the... Yeah, you got to take the repercussions of whatever the hell you say, too. Yeah. And it's no fun. It's no fun, you know? You bearing the weight... Something that you said. So this... I don't know. I think there should always be a path for redemption. I think... I think we should do away with canceling people because, like we've talked about in the past, if you're busy canceling culture, how do you have culture? Yeah, I mean, you don't. It gets stagnant, right? Yeah, like what we have now. Yeah. Fast and Furious 10. I mean, the reason why that's still done is it. It's make, good. Yeah, it, it makes a lot of money. Like yeah. people still go to the theaters. People to see love it. those tuners. Me, me. I'm trying to make my car a tuner right now. Me, me. Is that what you want? Yeah. Me, me. You want some me, me in your life? Yeah. Me, me. But. <coughs> but yeah, no, it's. <coughs> oh, excuse me, man. Or Jaws. <coughs> Twenty twenty-three. They done did that. That's done been done. Yeah, cool. The graphics are going to be better. Sharks going to look real. Plus, we don't have new ideas. That's what it is. Yeah, we don't have any new ideas that are being let out. They're all being stifled. 
that's why my Netflix is so crazy with like foreign. What do you think films. about the production house A twenty four? I'm not a fan. I'm not. I'm not familiar. What, her, what movie? What, Hereditary. What? A Midsummer. Oh, see, I don't like those. I don't like those. I think Uncut Jim. Burns. I think yeah. Uncut Jim's with. I think Adam Sandler. I think that was an A twenty four. Oh, I didn't know that. I think in association with uh, Billy Madison. I like. I like. Uh, I like that one. Uncut Jim's was good. I may be mistaken on that, but I, th- I think it. I think it was. Yeah, I don't like mid. I've tried to watch Midsummer like three times. A lot of people, and yes, say supposed that. to be trippy and all this shit. Yeah. I'm supposed to love it because I love. Being I saw it in theaters. Shit. I don't get trippy from it. I get fucking slow and boring. It does. It is a slow burn. Or that, uh, and it's been out forever, so I'm about to spoil it. But it begins to get real when that. The older people in that Swedish society just jump off that cliff. Yeah, I mean, but the cool part about that film is everything that happens. If you'll notice the artwork on the buildings, whether it's on the inside, on the wall and ceiling, or if it was outside on a post, it's telling you the story of what that culture does. Yeah. Well, I watched a movie. Uh Last night it was a horror film, Apostle. Apostle. Yeah, it was about a a community of people that exiled themselves from society and created their new society, worshiping a false god and all this. Sh- it was weird, man. Oh man, it's a little occult. Yeah, a little occult kind of thing. Yeah, it was. It was really good because there was somebody there to try and bust it up, you know. Why would they try to bust it up? Because they were worshiping a false god. Oh, so they had like proselytes coming out there. Yeah, hey, this pretty is much BS. This you're not doing it right. Okay. Yeah, that kind of thing. Well, not really so much that, but basically that. See, is he the good guy or the bad guy? Depends on how you look at it. They left it open to your interpretation on which how you thought it went. Hmm. It's actually a really good movie. I like. Uh, I guess that would be somewhat of a missionary film. I like that. There was a book I I read. It's called uh, "Tip of the Spear." It was made into a film. Yeah. It, fairly cheap production, but it it looks pretty good. It tells a story. But uh, this missionary was trying to reach one of the lost, the last lost tribes in South America, deep within the Amazon. Deep within the Amazon. I'm talking about they were very primitive, like still spears, bow and arrow, right? Yeah, we shouldn't fuck with them people. So what they started was with a like sharecrop plane, like a slow-moving one. Yeah. They would drop supplies to them. So then that becomes their god. And then, and then they finally land the plan to meet them, and they you know, hit them with spears. One of them gets ki- killed. Yeah. But the other one escapes. But the one that was murdered... His son goes down there and becomes best friend with the guy that threw the spear that killed his dad, and then is able to uh, turn them all into Christians. Oh, that's cool, man. And now they travel the country and like share that story. I've I've seen them speak. Uh, uh, might have been New Orleans. Okay, so that'd be cool. Yeah, they they go around like campuses and different churches and sharing the story. It's a good book. It was a good movie, but that's kind of the power of it, I guess. The thing about me is these people—they were 
they were worshiping. I thought they were worshiping the sea at first, like the ocean. Okay. But it turns out they were worshiping some kind of like druid, like tree god thing. That was probably real. Yeah. Well, they were feeding it blood. So, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to that. Yeah. Depending on who you ask and what they believe about some of the things that we do in this country and what it's for. Yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I'm glad I picked that movie last night. I was very, very happy with it. Yeah. I mean, some of that occult stuff is probably very close to what actually happens in yeah in the real reality. world yeah real life yeah i'm sure truth is a little stranger than that fiction though oh i'm for sure yeah think about what's your favorite i guess cult probably the manson family no i don't care for them i liked uh the guy that buried the cadillacs out there in texas oh the cadillac graveyard yeah. or whatever yeah what's that guy he uh cadillac ranch I can't remember his name, but yeah, he was out in Texas. It's worth a it's worth a Google there, bub. <coughs> no, because Manson, he was, you know. Chip Lord. The group Ant Farm. <coughs> Hmm. Cadillac Ranch is a public art installation and sculpture in Amarillo, Texas. It was created in 1974 by Chip Lord, Hudson Marquez, and Doug Michels, who were part of the art group Ant Farm. So that was just art. Mm-hmm. That was no cult, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know more? I say, you know, Victor's right history. <coughs> oh. They made them give off all their belongings and bury their cars. Let's see what they say in pop culture. Okay, a lot of lot of songs been written about it. A lot of movies too. Uh, you have to tell your end what you know. There ain't, ain't nothing like that there. They uh, now that you know that's the good reference of Wikipedia though. Well, they like I said, man. In order to be a part of their little art group, you had to get rid of all your worldly possessions and bury your car. So it's kind of cultish. Yeah, it's cultish. Yeah, but you made art. You know, it wasn't you weren't worshiping some. Yeah, you just thing. committed to art. You were committed to making art. Well, I'm sure they were probably big on psychedelics. Well, hell yeah. I mean, if anybody wants to see any... If anybody's got any questions, I'm sure they dabble on psychedelics. Because if you're looking for anything and you done searched all the avenues, there's this new avenue that you can search that's basically unexplored. Brand new territory here. Yeah, for everybody. Everybody's territory is different. You know? Hmm. How about that? Because I say we'd all be better off if everybody tripped acid like five times. <laughs> not, you know, <laughs> not in succession or anything, but, you know. What just, if the whole world tripped at once? <laughs> oh, that would be fucking awesome. God, it would be great. 
That's a movie plot. Hell yeah. Instead of, a, instead of a purge, you have a trip. Yeah, just everybody be tripping balls. <laughs> oh, my God, I'd love it. I bet they would kind of turn into a purge, though. Like the the experienced cosmonauts would be having a wonderful time, and everyone else would be fucking going insane. <laughs> we would be like, this is phenomenal. Probably lock myself in some kind of house out in the middle of nowhere. Like, let the idiots roam. You know, let them let the let the unexperienced space of, travelers have their fun. A lot, a lot of car crashes. Yeah. Oh God. I can't imagine somebody not knowing what's going on. Being like, ah, I have to go to the gas station. <laughs> I made a horrible decision. I made a horrible decision. Gets pulled over for going five miles an hour. Sir, you're going five miles an hour in the fast lane. Oh. It's in the parking lot. Uh, everything all right? Uh, I thought I was at Costco. <laughs> He's trying to get a hot dog. Trying to get a hot dog, man. Or, or you know, Sam's Club is what we have a lot of around here. So, yeah. trying to get that dollar twenty-five slice of pizza. Hey, that is that is a difference between the two. Yeah. Costco got the hot dogs. Sam's Club got the pizza. They get the pizza. Is it still a dollar twenty-five? Hell yeah. That's going to be some riots when that goes up. Man, dude, you can get a lunch at Sam's, like a quarter hunk of pizza, a fountain drink. When I was up there, it was like four ninety five, and you got a dessert. Man. Yeah. It's eating good. Dude, four ninety five, hunk of pizza, dessert, and a fountain drink. But they also made you pay dues, you know, you had to pay a fee. So if you figure up your fee for how many times you go in there plus how many You had to pay to go in? You had to pay like a a yearly fee. Oh yeah, a membership. Yeah. So you calculate that by how many times you go in there versus how many slices of pizza you eat. So then you decide how much you're actually paying for your Sam's Club membership. I see. That's a good equation for Lance Arms. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm Lance Arming everything up, man. Math is too complicated. Mm. Say so it's uh, $99 a year. Yeah. Membership. Yep, because you got the black membership. Oh, they, they break it off in stages? You have different stages now. You got the 45 and you got the 99. You start out as a black belt? No, you start out as blue. Oh, but you have most of the way there. Then when you, when you up that other 45 bucks, you get the, you know, you get the upper echelon treatment. When you pull out the black card at Sam's, like, like, oh, sir, come right this way. Oh, and then they take you into the beyond section? Yeah, they take you into the beyond section. That's pretty lit. Yeah, you know, I was it's just been getting, a while since I've been in there. Yeah, well, you need to up that, you know, pay that little fee and see what not. I tell you, the other day when we were in the Spencer's, that was the first time I had to been in one of those in a while. And it's like the deeper that you go into a Spencer store, it's like the the deeper into somebody's mind you feel like you're going. Does that make sense? <laughs> I've never and it just And it just gets a little darker. Each, yeah, with every step. And then you get to sex. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking perverts, all of you. Yeah. Deep down the core of your brain is pervertedness. All kind of Freudian slips in the back of that store. Yeah. 
Like, you can get an incense burner and an anal plug on the you same ever know, like it, aisle. It even went that way with the posters. Like, if you started, like, going right to left, as yeah. you went, it would just get progressively get yeah, cr- yeah. <laughs> crazier and crazier. Yeah. But I'm a poster fan, dude. I got posters all over the place still, so I, I'm a fan. Yeah. I go to, like, last poster I bought, I went to Scooters in Starville. And Shout bought. out, Scooters. Yeah. Try to go there to buy my posters. He's got a good selection. Right on. I don't like I don't like buying them online because, and I definitely don't like I don't like supporting Spencers because you know they suck. <laughs> that stuff sucks. It used to be. I would go into a hot topic when I was like in the emo, like you could get oh, yeah. taking back Sunday stuff. Oh yeah. Or even like some forty one or Blink Way Two at that time. Yeah. And now you go in there and like it seems like Hot Topics just the same as Spencer's. Hot Topics is just another Spencer's. You can still get the fucking gothy parachute pants things though with all the spikes and shit on them. Oh, that's what I need. You need to get a pair, dude. Where am I work? Yeah. Hell yeah. Be good. Well, you said khakis. Put out the tone. Yeah. Put put the vibe out. Yeah. Just go ahead and buy you some Doc Martens, too. And get, go ahead and bust out them red places. Oh, have everybody it. afraid. Dude, I got a buddy. Like, every time we go out, if he sees someone wearing Doc Martens, he, he is upset. Those are the ugliest, stupidest shoes. Why would anybody wear a pair of Doc Martens? Like, almost to the point I feel like he's going to go, like, what Why do you, you have these fucking shoes on? <laughs> what are you doing with your life? <laughs> Those shoes fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, he just oh man, he's upset, buddy. I, I they you know they're work boots. I don't know if you've ever seen the Dot Martin work boots. They're pretty uncomfortable. Why did they uh? Why did they? What's her what's her claim to fame? Them combat boots or whatever they call them. I don't know what they call them. Oh, uh, I got you. Yeah, you know the sixteen inch combats. I don't know. They got a special brand name for them though. I see. Yeah, I'm not really familiar with the brand. Like, if I, if I saw a pair, I wouldn't be like, oh. My little girl's got some, you know, because that's what all the kids are wearing these that's days. what they're in? Yeah. She's got some Vans, too, so, you know, because that's what all the kids are wearing. It's comeback. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like she's probably getting to the days to where you start, yeah. She's 14, man. She's got her own style, dude. Like. Yep. She likes band T-shirts and. Pants. There you go. Yeah, I mean, she's the product of her dad, I guess. I, don't know. I still do that. Yeah, that's still my go to, man, generally, every day. If I ain't just wearing a band t shirt at work, uh, it's underneath my work shirt. See, man, I. I get away with that, too. I missed, I missed working at the I missed working at the radio station because the way I dressed was Appropriate. encouraged. Yeah. Now, like, you know, I wear crazy socks every day. The people whose houses we're going into don't give a fuck. Nobody care what I look like. They just want the shit done. Yeah. Which I ain't even doing that no more. If y'all got a job for you, boy, needs a day job. He's on the prowl. Or if you're paying enough, it can be a night job. But you got to be paying for it to be a night job. 
Things keep going the way they're going. I'm going to have to get me another one. Hey, I'm talking about bedtime favors too, guys. Oh. Got you on lock. All you got to do, hit me up. He's feeling pretty good. <laughs> I mean, you know, we got to do, it's 2023, man. We got to hustle any way we can. We got to be on the grind always. You got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Speaking of that, man, what are we going to do if shit really pops off in China? That's a good question. You know, I got a, I got some friends in the military, like in the fighting branches. Yeah, I a, lot do too. Them, a lot of them are in Europe right now. Well, it turns out, did you see, like we already had, we've had troops in Ukraine this yeah, whole, the yeah, whole time. Yeah, we've had troops in Ukraine and the whole time. Not just volunteers. No, but yeah, we've had our troops there. Yeah, we've had quite a few too. Yeah, which I'm sure training and everything else, but also probably fighting kinetically. Yeah, I'm sure they're involved driving through and happen to get it caught in the crossfire and yeah. decide which side they're going to shoot at. So, I mean, that's uh, worldwide, yes, uh, pretty rough stuff. There's some say. rough things happening in the world right now, man. And like, I, I'll say this, when it comes to, I guess, national, international news, Fox, CNN, stuff like that. You're not hearing it. That's not... That, it's not like, Kardashian. It's, yeah, it's not... I would I, I would I would almost swear it's like the opposite yeah. of, of whatever it's saying. Uh, local news just seems to be okay. Like I, I still like reading a good local newspaper. Yeah, they're dying breed though, man. They're fucking dying breed. Or even even local news is good. Like James Spann, you know. I think meteorologists. It's like when the suspenders come off, you know. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Well, uh, things are getting real. There's a tornado coming. Oh, yeah. 
I like James. James Fan's a good meteorologist, though. He's, he's always been he, in the game for a while, dude. He does he does meteorologist work for the National Weather Service, though. He's not just yeah. He's not Birmingham. just Birmingham, yeah. He's also a National Weather Service meteorologist, and that, that's why I think Alabama is so lucky to have that dude. Yeah. Totally. Especially with all the tornadoes that's been going through there recently, especially around here, too. We've been getting hit hard. Yeah, this area where we are has been getting hit with tornadoes over the past five years. That, uh, that's another good thing. Through that open mic, we did a... Uh, yeah, I was, on, I was about to bring up the benefit. For we, did, we did a benefit. We, we raised just shy of 250 bucks. That's good, man. Just out of musicians and... Mm-hmm. Open mic and uh, people who were there, they gave too. Oh, that's cool. That's so, really cool. Hell yeah. So Definitely sh- bought some cases of water and some shit like that. No, we knew one of the local churches, and they were they actually had feet on the ground every day. And okay, so cool. we gave it to them so they, they knew exactly where it needed to, where go. It needed to go. Yeah, get the best value for the dollar yeah. right there, man. So that's, that's that. That's, dude, I want to go into that. You know, people donating... They're, donating money is great. I have a fundraiser going, you know, right now. It doesn't matter what it is. Cause it, and um, you got to be really questioning sometimes, like, where in those big conglomerate, uh, what do they call it? Um, nonprofit. Nonprofit organizations. You got to wonder where some of that money's going. Yeah. Like, there was a big scandal with who was it? Uh, 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 Salvation Army. That was paying their CEOs and stuff millions of dollars. Uh, and I think the other one as well, the other one that's very similar to that. Yeah, most of them are, you know, yeah, probably start pure and get get, get corrupt. corrupted. Yeah, and that's why I try when I when I am a you know a part of a fundraiser, I try to make it as local as possible. That way, I know the money's going where it needs to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, even like there was a group of four of us we were talking about what to do with the money now that we raised it and i was like uh unless any of us know anybody that is going there on the daily on the regular we need to find a local church in that area yeah just donate to them because they're they're the ones out there hitting the ground yeah they're, they're the ones doing the work yeah so that's that uh but i, I totally agree man of not just that i mean you think about even these uh TV evangelists. Oh God, they're sucking up hundreds of millions of dollars a year from poor people. From poor people, and they are, you know, got million-dollar homes, private jets, private jets, Teslas. Which I mean, you know, everybody's got a Tesla now. I've got three in behind the house. Yeah, yeah, me too. We, uh, you know, Hell yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I mean, what the fuck were we even talking about? How about that, though? No, I'm saying we were talking about something. Uh, <laughs> Teslas and... Yeah, having three parked out back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, there's preachers that are, those televangelists are like hitting these poor people for, you know... Whatever you can donate is good. Just give what you can. Mm-hmm. And we'll get you on the prayer list. God's going to bless you. And God's going to bless 
whatever you give ten times. Motherfucker, no, no, hell no. Don't even play that shit. You you looking at what kind of a fucking Japanese steakhouse you going to eat for lunch when they donate their little pennies? Yeah. Um, I've, I've just. <coughs> I'm taking back. I, I've, I've, I, I, I get it. You know. I'm taking back that here, here we are, and we know these things. We know this stuff. But how do other people not know that that well, they're no, being, that they're saying, being suckered? Well, no, I'm saying like we're able to find this information out. You know, like what these people's net worth is and all that. But people still give to it. But they still give. That's what I don't understand. Open-handedly give. Mm-hmm. You know, give their last dollar to somebody that's got millions. Social media did do a good job of that because I used to see people, like, share, like, a Joe Osteen quote and then, like, the comments blow up. You know, he's a fraud, right? Yeah, for real. And I mean... I'm and I, maybe that did change some minds because you don't have to look deep. No, no. I mean, people are waking up to that shit. They're like, they're not helping you. They're not doing anything. They're not doing anything. They're taking your money. And that's all. If they've been doing it for years, man, they've, there's no no telling how many people they've squandered. What's the one guy, Billy Graham? I don't like that guy. And he's probably one of the best ones. He was one of the better ones. Yeah. But he's still, he's still just as big of a snake as they are. Well, he's you know? he's passed on. Well, though. yeah, he he was just as big of a snake as they are. Yeah. Now Billy Graham Ministry still passing on that same snake wisdom. I never heard it put like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, I would say like out of them, he was probably one. He of the was better probably ones. one of the best. Are yeah. you are you like just kind of a radio beef? No, no, I just don't like him. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if I didn't know if it was some kind of syndication thing. He hit my grandmother over the head for a hundred dollars or so, you know. <laughs> back in his prime, fuck that guy. He is not a fan, ladies not and gentlemen. Not a fan, man. I mean, yeah. He was probably the most kind of like you know. I've done some research on a uh, old socialist Bernie. He's not a rich guy. This is. $100,000 or so. Dude's got two mansions. He doesn't own those. His personal net worth is only a few hundred thousand dollars. He's doing a book tour right now on why it's okay to hate capitalism and charging $95 a seat yeah. to go to it. But he doesn't need That's irony. That is irony. You know, <laughs> pay me. Listen to me talk about suffering and pay me. Listen, yeah, I mean, I'm not hating on the guy. I mean, if you can do it, do it. But, yeah, he he's actually, you know, speaking to the common man more than what we got. Some, some You know, like, and that was the thing when he got cheated, uh, when they put Hillary instead of him, because I thought it was his primary that year. Yeah, oh, yeah. He probably would have been able to beat Trump because a lot of people who were Bernie, what do they call those, Bernie bros? Yeah, whatever, I don't know. Uh, a lot of them swapped and voted for Trump because they're both populist. Yeah. Or they hold populist stances when it comes to economics. Yeah. And, you know, I think 
I think even now we would be better off financially had Bernie won the Democratic nomination and I don't know like some some of his policies I did like but some of them like the health care one needed a lot of work well I mean the health care we have now needs a lot of work oh that's pitiful dude yeah I mean so it can't be no worse than what we have no it could be well I mean yeah you could be denied health care at the hospital you know we didn't we're not treating that today, sorry. But, I mean, there's a lot of people who are, are forming groups, like uh, Crowd Health. Uh, that's like an insurance. Anything under $2,000, yeah. you pay, but anything over that, the crowd pays together. Yeah. So if you were hit with cancer or some kind of surgery, you would be able to, yeah. you'd be able to recover without the huge medical bill. So, I mean, people are creating alternatives. And I, and I think that is something, like, I don't, I don't trust the government to fix any problem. Oh, all, all they do is make it worse, so it takes, like, a small business-minded person like that to start. And maybe you don't have one big conglomerate. Maybe you have one for each state or maybe each county and, and have it localized to a community to where we all give this and this is our, uh, this is our this pot. This is our supplement. Yeah. This is our medical system. This is how we for cover it. Month and your local hospital has to has to be fair to that. And you, you and that's a problem too. You have to do an approval thing. Yeah. Yep, that's a thing. You have to be your financial situation has to be approved before the conglomerate will pay. Yeah. And also like if you have uh health issues at the moment. Yeah. Like if you're a smoker. Yeah. If you're obese, if you're diabetic, sometimes it's hard to get into those kind of groups. Yeah. Because then you are going to be more expensive. Yeah. Because you're going to have more health problems. Yes. Yeah. And you know that's what people, a lot of people were afraid of when I got MS. They're like, you're going to have nothing but health problems the rest of your life. Where are they at? They may be coming, but they ain't here now. They ain't been here for a decade. And fairly resilient. Yeah. I mean, I am very mild. In comparison to some, like I get tired, and I sit around in here a lot. But for the most part, dude, I'm running 100 miles an hour, 85 percent of the time. You know, and there's some people that can't run 25 percent, 25 miles an hour, 40 percent of the time. Yeah, it's true. And you know, I can't just because I'm diagnosed, I shouldn't have more health care than somebody that needs it over me just because I got more fucking money. What's the point? I shouldn't be I shouldn't be given what do they call it like avenues of better health care just because I got fucking insurance and money. I don't disagree. And now that's what kind of pisses me off with like our specific hospital here in town is they treat money like medicine, man. You know, if you got money, you can get what you want. Well, I think maybe a lot of this, too, and that may have been the blessing in COVID that, you know, parents began to pay attention to what was the curriculum being taught in the schools. Yeah, and realized they were just getting babysat 40% of the time. Yeah. And like, shit, we can do this at home. You can do this at home. And, I mean, they found some of the literature, and they didn't agree with that as well. I don't. I don't get down with that. Being a reason, I think I shouldn't think it goes back to canceling and 
yeah. stifling creativity, and I don't believe in any of that. Okay. But yeah, I understand that people would see it and be like, oh, I don't want my kid reading this book. I mean, who gives a shit? They're going to see it somewhere. Probably. And if you try and hide it from them, the more they're going to seek it out. So That's the point. I know that's what I did when I was a kid. You try and take something away from me, I'm going to do it. Yeah, you do. I mean, there is that thing to where when you go over to your buddy's house, he seems to know where his dad's playboys are. Oh, hell yeah. Everybody's got that. Everybody knows what to do, man. We all, you all got that one friend that's kind of a fuck up. I was that friend for most of my friends. I didn't get happy until I started embracing the fact that I was a fuck up, you know? Oh, man. And, uh, I don't know, man. I think, I think we're doing a lot of, like, harm. On top of that, what I, what else I was going to say, not only that, but with COVID, I think people began to pay attention to uh, their health. Uh, I know we're coming out of the beginning of the year, and I, I don't think this is a New Year resolution. I saw a lot of people make some changes. I mean, they started being serious about getting more healthy. Yeah, well, I mean, everybody's like, fuck. I thought I was going to be able to live like a rock star my whole life, and now it hurts. That too, yeah. That could be it. Saw the wear and the tear. <laughs> yeah, I got, got a feeling for the wear and the tear when you didn't have a place to go do the wear anymore. Well, I tell you, I'm still a little tired. It's been a couple of days since Porch Fest, but I'm still a little tired. Yeah. <coughs> I was sick last night, but... um. I'm still a little tired from Billy Strings. So, yeah. <laughs> That's rough there, having to recover from... Taking a couple of days to recover from doing something that big. Yeah, dude, it's just all the energy, dude. There was so much energy at that show. And he's so humble about it is what makes you want to go see him again. It's like, you can tell when he's playing, he knows he's good, but he never takes credit for being good. He always praises the band. Well, it should be. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody knows he's good. Yeah, I see it go the other way quite a bit. Really? Or, you know. Front man tries to steal the show. Yeah, and then if it doesn't go the way that he's, he wants it to go, he's, he screams at the band. It's their fault. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. <coughs> that wasn't the show I saw Thursday night, and I'm glad. It made me really respect him more as a musician. Yeah, there you go. Just took care of the band. Yeah, he, he made sure that everybody knew all their names. You know, if they had some other side project going on, he made sure to mention it. I don't know, that may be the difference in, like, how some people come up and... Yeah, you know. <coughs> I haven't thought about it a whole lot, but I know that, I mean, there has been some... I just can't quit coughing. <coughs> You're going to get that bone out of there eventually. I hope so. But I, I've seen... I think it may be, like, more... Maybe it's just years of experience. Yeah. Like there's been people that I know have been playing 20, 25, 30 years now. Like when they've been in the game that long. Yeah. Like they, for the most part, they've humbled out. Yeah. Well, they've they've been their rock star and. It seems like it's the 
you know, let's just say the, the breakaways who, you know, maybe they've been going at it for like the two to five to maybe ten. Is it still kind of got a chip on the shoulder or – or maybe they are just a little full of themselves, you know. You know, I've I've I know some musicians around here that think they're the best thing that ever graced an instrument. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and I guess. And yeah. you know, they're good. They are good. I'll never call anybody out for being boastful, but. I kind of I kind of like that. They're sometimes, not the though. greatest. I mean, it kind of turns me off in a way if somebody's real boastful about what they do. What if they like to talk about it? If you like to talk about what you do, that's another thing. But if you're like, I have a, you know, if you get the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, if you're one of the, you know, if you got, if you're, if you're cool as a polar bear's toenails and the knife that they slice the bread with, man, I ain't got nothing for you. All right. We know where, we know where you stand. And that's, I've seen it a lot, man. Even with, you know, big musicians. They they don't even think about their fans anymore. It's look at me, look at me, and I I don't I cannot get down with that man. Yeah, I was uh, I recently shared a story on here about one of my favorite musicians when I was a teenager. Of the band he was in, he's they've all uh, they've all grown up and got married and had kids, and yeah. now he does a solo project. And there was a recent story I heard. Maybe it was a couple of years ago. He was requested to play one of those old songs from the old band. Yeah. He's like, I wrote those songs when I was teenage. When I was a teenager, I'm no longer interested in playing those songs. I can get down with that. You know, I don't. Pl- I don't play that music anymore. Yeah, but I mean, it is your song, though. You know, and it's your fan. Like, wouldn't it, it would be different if it's, they asked for a cover, right? Well, the, the musician may have felt like that if they performed that song without the band, it would be more like they were performing a cover. Yeah, maybe so. Or there's a band, or there's a, a like a rapper, I guess you could say it, an MC that I really like. He had a bunch of indie and self-produced music on Spotify, and when he got signed to a label, they made him take all that shit down that happens sometimes man yeah and they let him re- they, they're they slowly letting him re-record those songs but under the label but under the label those those other tracks or you know those other songs are gone I had a buddy of mine he I don't know if he went through with it or not but it was a fairly big record label around here they reached out to him and they were interested in him yeah and they let me review the contract with him and I just told him some of the pitfalls, you know. It was like... Uh, You're basically a slave to them. Yeah, they I mean, it them. was... He, he he would owe them three albums. Every year for the... Well, no, it was a three-album contract. Oh, they have a time limit on it? I think it was three years. Shit. Which, I mean, he probably already has enough probably for, already has enough for three. To do it, yeah. But that's the thing about it, and... His question was like, well, what if I don't give them my best? Well, then they ain't going to want to cut it. They're not going to want to cut it. They're going to be like, this is shit. You got to redo it. This album doesn't even count. Like, they're going to want all your good ones. It's going to be only the best. They're going to want the ones they've heard. Yeah. So. I mean, and, and it's. But and I it, think he negotiated, and I think he got a better deal. That's good. I mean, 
and you know since COVID a lot of musicians are getting a lot better deals than they were getting <coughs> pre-COVID I don't know about that maybe you that's true I think it's more solo you think it's more solo stuff than it's ever been and I think there are more like take like a Cornelius Chapel or like a smaller record label just in, in the area um Water Valley, they have a really good one. This ran by Matt Patton. Yeah. Uh, Model Citizen or Drive-By Truckers. That's a great label. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's cats in this town that's worked at either of those. Yeah. And they do right, you know. They they treat you like a fellow musician instead of, like, just seeing dollar signs, right? Yeah. You've got work to do. If they're going to cut your CD, you got to go play some shows to sell those CDs. Yeah, but you got to go make some music happen. I don't believe it's the same as what you would get from like a Sony or. I think the big labels are a lot more demanding. Well, absolutely, they are. Well, I mean, they're talking about money. They're talking about big money. You know, three albums. They're dealing with people's three albums that'll make them three million dollars. But now you got people who I, I believe are like countercultural, like yeah. Jack Jack White. Yeah, and his label's fucking huge. I mean, Third Man Records. Yeah, Third Man. Yeah. Dan Arbox is growing, and those yeah. are guys who are you know they're from the music industry, so you know surely they know how dirty it can be, right? Yeah, they know the dirty ends now. So maybe it's a better deal. Maybe it is. Maybe a musician on it because there's a lot of musicians on labels out there, man. That's the big thing that's begun. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. I know Eddie Vedder's done some stuff on Jack White's label. Yeah. And what and is it, the Sun <laughs> Sun Studio in Memphis? Is, well, they don't really do anything. No, anymore. it's kind of... It's more of a historical site yeah, it's, now. Yeah, it's an archaeological dig. Yeah. <laughs> you can go there for history. Yeah, you go there and... Having a, having a good time. Having a good old hangout outside tonight. What up, guys? Man, it's just, I don't know. I, I feel like the music industry took a big hit, but I feel like it was the hit it needed. Well, it's been getting hit since Napster. Yeah, well, I don't feel like that was the hit it needed. <laughs> Even though I was downloading the shit out of music, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, that was LimeWire and everything else, right? Mm-hmm. It was probably hit before then, too. I even paid. I thought I was going to be nice and I mean, pay for LimeWire. Think about, like, the conglomeration of, like, radio. Oh, God. You know, radio killed itself. It's it's not and, what it used to be. And it'll never be what it used to be unless they turn the Internet off. I mean, I do think... I wonder who those Spotify editors are that your AI DJ plays. I wonder if the Spotify editors are AI, too. Probably. It's probably all off algorithms. Yeah. Has to be, right? Oh, yeah, because, you know, sometimes I'll play shit that I would, like, on when we went to Tupelo today, better playing shit, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. I've never listened to this in my life. It's trying to give you a little new exposure. I didn't like it. <laughs> it ain't learned you yet, huh? No, it still ain't figured me. And I listen to it a lot because I want it to learn me. I want it to play what I want to hear. I, I mean, it's a feature... They're yeah. already reading me. I might as well use what they're reading. Yeah. I guess maybe it'll be more sophisticated than, you know, like a Pandora when you start liking a song or a band. Next thing you know, it's just them you hear all the time, right? Yeah, well, that's, that's 
I like a song and it seems like I'll hear it 10 million times a day. It'll be on maybe every, it, every Maybe list. it is built that way then. It'll be on every list. If I like a song, it'll be on every list I have. Hmm. If it's in that genre. So, with the open mic at Monson's, brothers would do it every two weeks. It's coming up next week. Not this week, but next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that would be if I was looking at a calendar. 28th. Uh, I don't say, would it be in May yet, or would it still be? be April 28th at 7 to 10, three hours, Monson Brothers. Come get some pizza, have a cold beer, or a liquid death, whatever you want to do. Or a craft soda. Yeah, craft soda, too. How about that? Dude, we sold them out of, we bought them out of craft sodas. At the thing? At the porch fest. That's a good problem to have. Yeah. My daughter loved the banana cream sodas. That's the go-to there. I don't know who who, who makes those, but you motherfuckers... Have done it. <laughs> Y'all have made the soda. It's like all the best things from the popsicles, all the best from cream soda in the can. I wonder like how they do flavors and how they make those flavors. Just... I don't know, man. But they that company, they get them things from. I wish I knew the name where I could name drop, but I don't even know the name. I know it's fucking in Georgia somewhere. It's kind of weird when you think about how you name something. Think about... Oh, that's great. Why, I mean, why why would, why couldn't it have been purple? Yeah. Like, man, that's that's the best yellow I've had in a while. Yeah, yeah. Instead of pineapple or lemon. Yeah. It's the best purple flavor I've had. It does go that way sometimes. Sometimes though. it tastes colors. That's the, usually chemically induced, though. The Gatorade, the blue one, I don't know if it was ever actually called by its real name. I think everybody just called it blue. The blue one. Yeah, the blue Powerade, blue Gatorade. Yeah. Which one you want? Yep. I didn't even never look at the label to see what it was called. Cool. I think Mountain Blast is the Powerade, and Blue is Gatorade. Oh, it it is Blue. I think it is Blue. Cool Blue. Cool Blue or some shit like that. I don't know. The coolest Blue. The Blue or the coolest. Anything uh, anything else to do? Anything else to plug? No, man. I think we're good. Like I said, man, Porch Fest was a success. Looking forward to the next. Uh, the cop lady is an innocent young lady. She is an innocent lady. Holy shit. I hope she gets her job back. And I don't remember in detail everything else. Seems like it was rabbit hose after that. Yeah. Oh, and if you want to join us in believing in hot dog earth, uh, come on. Come on with it. Hey, we need supporters. Yeah. Measure uh, everything with Lance Oh, that's what we, we talked a little, bit, a little bit about cults, so come come with this one. Yeah. Uh, Porch Talk, we subscribe to Hot Dog World. Hot Dog World. And the North and South Pole is like, think of it as a toothpick. Yeah, both ends. All right, see y'all. See ya.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.